expert, makeup artist and beauty therapist, here to share with you all things beauty, health and lifestyle. Well, hello, I am finally back doing my podcasts again after about a year and a half. Um, we ended up, me and my partner, moving down to Manchester and I started a new job and I kind of really put my time and energy into my new job, which I absolutely love. So the podcasts just kind of, they got a little bit forgotten about, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's always been something though that I knew that I was going to come back to. I just needed it to be the right time and for me to know that I had the time to do it. So I am back um, again talking about anything to do with beauty, health, lifestyle, anything that kind of is of interest to me really and that I think might be interesting to you too if you're into this kind of thing. So on today's show I'm actually joined by someone who is very very special to me, my friend Ellie. Um, She is also an expert skin therapist and me and Ellie, I think she's a perfect person to have on the show to begin with, starting back up fresh again. We've had a very, very similar background, um, both of us in, in what we do. So we've both been makeup artists, we've been beauty therapists as well in spas, and we've kind of come over to the skincare industry. Um, and her le- like level of knowledge is insane, and I just I couldn't have thought of anybody better to, to be on this show with me. So Hope that you enjoy it, and my God, we can talk. Hey Ellie, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, So, first of all, let's learn a little bit about yourself. So, my name's Ellie, I'm a skin therapist. I've been a skin therapist for five years now. And um, my kind of skin journey started off when I started my makeup degree. It was something that I really um, learned to love and just really started to enjoy. And it turned into the fact that I ended up loving skincare that much that I ended up not going back into makeup and making this my full time job. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying there, because that is pretty much a very similar story to myself. <laughs> love that. Perfect. So... Obviously, then you've really, really got into the whole skincare side of it. What's been your skincare journey yourself? So my skincare journey has always been up and down, like Mm -hmm. dramatically up and down. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's taken me up until of my early 20s to really learn and understand about my skin. Um, So from ages 14 to 15, I suffered really badly with sensitivity and acne breakouts as well. Um, And it was usual typical teenage breakout skin where it was almost like, spots and obviously congestion as well but it was almost like rashy and I was finding that I could never find any products that I really loved or enjoyed or something would give me a reaction you name it Lauren I have tried it I have literally tried (laughs) everything on the market as young teenage girls do as well yeah yeah um but my first kind of like first thing with skincare really was just doing what the typical girls do nowadays and it was youtubers what are youtubers trying at the minute going to boots on a Saturday with my friends and just seeing what's out there to try and I tried believe me I tried everything 
Um, yeah. And it got to a point where it just really wasn't um, going away and I was still suffering and believe I would have the flare-ups, like it would mm. just be kind of really angry and red. And it took me to be in about 16, 17 when I started to go to college um, mm-hmm. at beauty therapy. And that's when I really started to get keen with ingredients, get keen in skincare as well. Um, yeah. But even then still, I think it's just finding a routine that respected my skin's barrier and learning about why um, I was breaking out as well. So at that Mm. point, I did discover Dermalogica. But again, because I was having just been my typical self, being thinking that I was the skin therapist and I knew best, I was still using actually the wrong products for my skin. Um, So so I always just say to clients, and I'm sure you would do as well, is just really ensure, go back to your skin therapist and make sure that the products that you're using are correct. and then again, I was just kind of learning, learning to understand my skin and just found a, um, a routine that respected my skin's barrier as well. And so for me, I am genetically sensitive and it took me a really long time to realise that because I think when you think you just suffer with hay fever, you just think it's that, but also it can have mm. a great impact on your skin as well. So then come to age 20, I've kind of, um, well, I'm actually 22 now, um, <laughs> I've realised obviously again, what's what's right for my skin and what's best for my skin as well but it's been a really long journey but I would say um I always say to people I'm a skincare expert I'm not a magician I wish I could just wave a magic wand and my breakouts would go away but now I feel like I've got a really great understanding of when I am getting these odd breakouts from time to time why they're coming yeah and I think I think that's it you know a lot of people tend to think right okay so what products am I going to use what ingredients are going to get rid of them but actually sometimes if you maybe are a little bit more prone to breakouts or flare-ups of any sorts you know eczema psoriasis it's more kind of knowing what the triggers are and how to manage it and just maybe accepting as well that obviously you maybe have it under control but if it's hormonal flare-ups then it's probably going to you know come back so do you have to change your skincare routine around that time just to help manage it the best that that you can and also just being okay with that as well definitely and I feel like it's a thing that's not really spoken about enough but the female hormonal cycle plays a massive part of my skin Mm. and I can actually now tell at what point I am at my cycle by just Mm -hmm. noticing how my skin is Um, I typically notice that it breaks out around ovulation time I notice that my skin gets a lot oily around then Mm -hmm. and then the two weeks I have absolutely perfect skin afterwards and then that week obviously before my period my skin does flare up massively and I have to change my skincare routine to suit but another thing as well is I think we're so lucky in this day and age that we've just got so many ingredients available to us where mm. we, I didn't have that when I was a lot younger and I was speaking to my mom a couple of weeks ago and they literally had oil of oil and Vaseline that was it like we're so lucky yeah. now. we've got all these amazing ingredients but then I also think that can be like less of two evils sometimes I think for me my skin definitely less is more but then I also see clients as well that it is really easy to overstimulate your skin nowadays days because we've got so many different ingredients available at a good price as well whereas we didn't have that before yeah absolutely and also with there being so much on the market and brands having so much in their ranges as well it can be really really confusing um as to know what's going to suit you the best and I kind of think the key is if you are somebody that has got problematic skin um whichever way your skin is flaring up or whatever the issues are 
I would just really, really recommend going to speak to, you know, an expert skin therapist, somebody that really has got that knowledge um, or a dermatologist if it, if it really was bad and getting advice from people that really are trained in that area instead of just going up to, you know, what's maybe the trendiest thing at the time and then being bombarded with all these different ingredients. But because your friends maybe found something that works, you try to use the same thing and actually it just flares you up it irritates you even more because everybody's skin is so different and you know you might have two people with breakout acne skin and it looks the same but actually the triggers are totally different and they need to be you know dealt with in completely different ways so I think that like you say as well as obviously we have so many products so many ingredients we've got so much more knowledge about it sometimes that actually can go against us um so yeah definitely booking in and speaking to somebody and actually finding out about your skin and what your skin needs so how long did it take you to kind of learn about your skin ellie and kind of figure out what ingredients were good for you and what products you needed because obviously you've got such a good routine now you're so in tune with your body and and what your triggers are but how long roughly would you say that took you just to give people a bit more of a realistic expectation of how long these things can take realistic expectation being generally honest I think in, it's taken about three years and yeah. that was obviously obviously I started beauty, beauty therapy at college but then again still um obviously not mentioning no names obviously not mentioning my college as well the mm -hmm. information that you get just as a starting out skin therapist is your basic knowledge I think learning on the job is so important and I think that's what yeah. happened for me just learning on the job and learning within my roles taught me more about my skin than any anybody ever could and I'm always so grateful for that within my career because no matter what happens I've always got that massive huge backpack of knowledge with me now for life um, but yeah. definitely I would say about three three years and like you were saying with the whole um, ingredients thing I was the age of the, the kids that were YouTube kids that were just mm -hmm. kind of like just buying anything what anybody saw on YouTube and I think that's exactly the same now we're in such an influence time and I think definitely brands are using that for the for the greater good as well but definitely everybody should at least once in their life just go and see someone and see a skin therapist as well and I just wish somebody would have told 14 14 year old Ellie that because she would have been all <laughs> over it yeah absolutely I mean I remember when I was at college as well and you know, you're getting excited. Luckily, we did have Dermalogica products also at college, but it was almost like they were brought out when we do treatments on customers. And when we practiced on each other, we had a lot cheaper um, <laughs> products. I don't remember what the range was, but it, it was it was shocking. Um, and I also remember kind of getting like really excited about skincare at that age. And I, I went out and I bought myself a cleanser and a toner and a moisturizer. And I think I got an oil-free moisturizer. And it's if you know my skin, I am, again, genetically sensitive, but I fall down more the dry, dehydrated route. And I just kind of had in my head that these products were perfect. But I look back at them now and I'm just like, oh, my God, why did anyone let me put that on my face? Um so yeah, I've obviously I've learned along the way what suits me, what doesn't suit me, um, and obviously again how to treat my redness because I I get like a lot of redness happening within my skin and very touch sensitive as well. That's gone on. My triggers really were stress. So actually looking more at lifestyle solutions has really really helped my skin, but also using products alongside that that kind of reduce redness, help um, with my barrier lipids in my skin. So things that kind of have plenty of oils and water in there to, to mimic what our barrier ratios are 
that's actually really helped to control my skin's response to other things as well. So I've kind of managed to, through the years, again, get myself a pretty good understanding of what what's suited to my skin too. Oh, amazing. And it is, like you say, it is just all about learning. You learn so much on the job and about yeah. you learn about other people's skin. And I don't think I've ever, hand and heart, met one client, another client, where the skin is exactly the same. Everybody's skin is different. Oh, God, yeah. Completely yeah. I think I've ever... I probably have sold like the same routine over time but mm. definitely there's always something different and different things work for some people different things work for other people as well yeah absolutely and I love what you were saying as well by like learning on the job because I you know also have and you get clients in and no one's skin's the same I don't think I've ever done the same treatment on anybody but I have also had experiences where I've looked at people's skins and I thought you know instantly for example well, you clearly break out to a chemical SPF. So I, I just know that if changing it to a physical one, you're going to get on so much better with that. Or I look at someone's skin in the treatment room and I kind of instantly know, right, if I put niacinamide on this and, you know, I use a machine that's that's going to kind of help to reduce swelling, I'm going to see some really good instant results. So it definitely is all about, you know, the experience, learning on the job. Um, and obviously, again, just the education that that comes with it 100% and then going back to my makeup days as well I was mm. on set with someone and I was on, on set with this makeup artist and I was just absolutely like amazed and the one thing that she said to me that will just honestly stick with me for life is she said you can use the most expensive most amazing foundation in the world but if you've not done your skincare right you, it's just going to look horrible and that is yeah. that to and because you do find it and especially I've, I've had jobs on makeup counters before and mm. skincare is just a huge part of, of makeup as well oh, 100%. you see this image of someone kind of done up and you've got your photos of the, the stuff that goes underneath is is one of it's your foundation isn't it and obviously the foundation yeah. is the makeup but the foundation is is definitely your skincare yeah well I mean this is when I started almost kind of having like conflicting issues with the the makeup industry so I obviously had my own business and I loved makeup and I'm, I'm far more you know I love the creative side but I really like the weddings and I love that you know whole being involved and being a part of someone's special day but the battle that I would always have was you know doing people's makeup and then them saying well you know throughout the day my skin would drink drink it in it looked like it was going patchy and I'd say yes but we had the conversation and, and you don't wear any moisturizer if you if you cleanse and you moisturize I can guarantee you come your wedding day that makeup's going to stay because I was so confident in my makeup routine that I had and the products that I'd researched into all it needed was a basic skincare routine underneath to really make the the biggest of differences on the wedding day and what I'd often find is I'd kind of get my brides to be on a bit more of like um, a skincare journey. So from the trial, if we had any problems at all, which I knew was related to lack of skincare or maybe using the wrong products, we would then get them using the right products, basic routine, whatever routine suited that person. And every time come the wedding day, the makeup went on so much easier. It looked so much better. And I'd often get people saying, Lauren, my makeup stayed all day. I even fell asleep in it, which, you know, I'd, I'd kind of be like, yeah, don't tell me that. Um, but <laughs> it would make such a big difference and you know you know yourself applying a foundation to somebody if the makeup you know if the skin hasn't been prepped with you know correct skincare 
I don't care what amount of primer you use, you it's not still going to give the right effects. And I think people jump into primers is trying to tell themselves that the primer is going to solve all the issues. And it isn't. It's 100% the skincare that you use underneath. And you know when you put any kind of makeup on someone's face, you know if they've moisturized or not. When they say, yes, I have, and they haven't, you're sat there like, I know you're lying to me. <laughs> Definitely. Exfoliation as well. I just cannot stress yeah. that enough. Especially for me, I really love like the editorial stuff and the shoots as well. And you could just, the camera picks up everything. The camera never lies, does it? Like, <laughs> Oh my God, 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was never really a fan of retouching my photos. I know it's got to be done sometimes, mm. but I was never really a fan of that. But if you're not if you're not on on it with the skincare, it's it's got to be done because it mm. can just look obviously a little bit flaky, a little bit dull as well. And I know yeah. at work we just always stress about the glow, but the glow mm. you can get from your highlighters, your liquid, your creams, and stuff like that. But yeah. if your skin's not glowing underneath, it's just flat and dull. Like saying like, oh well, I feel like it's that I don't have and it's like well they were dehydration lines that now the makeup has emphasized because we've not got any you know glow going on underneath it we've not got any moisturizers or any serums we're not hydrating the skin so that's when you can often see that as well so if you you know yourself found that you put a foundation on and you thought oh I feel like it's really sinking into my skin what have you prepped your skin with underneath it first because often when you get that right you don't often have those problems 100% and again going back to the kind of YouTube days when everybody was well into like the cream contour and the baking if there's nothing underneath that makeup other than obviously a bit of moisturizer and that when you put the translucent powder on it's just gonna it just kind of cracks doesn't it I'm sure mm. you've probably seen it before where it just kind of sticks in that area and again but yeah definitely yeah. 100% and yeah. I always I always mention that as well. I've worked in a few department stores and um, that skincare and makeup as well. But that is just something that I always stress to customers that, again, you can buy the most amazing, beautiful, expensivest foundation in the world. But mm. if you've not got that skincare going on, it's it's just not going to work for you. Yeah, that's in. Going back to the powder as well. I used to always, because I was always so hot on trying to keep everyone's makeup from not smudging or moving or disappearing throughout the day on the wedding day that I'd basically found a trick of by bringing my own skincare if those didn't use it and you know prepping the skin right I would put on plenty of powder to set that makeup in place all day and if they said well I wanted a glow I'd literally say give it 20 minutes which I would still be there in 20 minutes time and we'd always find that the glow would come through so they've had their makeup set with powder it's not going anywhere but because their skin's hydrated enough then that glow, if you've used a dewy foundation and the correct products, you can still put a powder on top to set it and you will still get that glow come through. Oh, definitely. It'll come through throughout the day as well. Like yeah. you were saying, bringing your own skincare products, Daily Reserve is my absolute best friend for that. Yes. So oh, happy. it's such a great Love one. It in the bag. And if there's <laughs> someone that's not exfoliated in five years, then <laughs> at least they'll be exfoliated then. Um, yeah. 100, 100%. I just can't stress that enough. Like That is my absolute key 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 fact yeah that's it so yeah the daily resurfacer it's a dermalogica product and it almost looks like a finger puppet um and it's basically full of like enzymes and it's really good for hydrating but also gently resurfacing the skin and you do just get such a lovely glow with it at the same time as having like a really gentle exfoliation so it's a really really good one to go and check out 
definitely especially with any kind of mist toners as well um any mm-hmm. any brand as well to set that makeup um i know i've used like a few ones from murad again dermalogica mm. um yeah just to set that makeup um there's and obviously the few makeup brands do them now as well but definitely just hydrating on top of that powder is a good thing to do as well and throughout yeah. the day yeah because again it, it keeps your makeup fresh throughout the day too 100 percent yeah so leading into today's podcast we're going to be talking to you obviously about um winter skin heroes and hacks as well so we're coming into that time of year where i've definitely noticed a temperature drop within this last month and i think a lot of us can start to struggle with our skins and we don't know why our skin's playing up because i think we often find ourselves to believe that in the summer is when we're going to have a lot more issues because of the sun and burning on the skin but actually people can often struggle most in the winter with the skin so what we're going to discuss today is basically everything that's going to cover that and hopefully leave you some really good ideas about how you can help your skin and protect your skin this winter so first up we want to kind of talk about what changes that we can expect in our skin in the winter so ellie what are common characteristics that you see happen to people's skin throughout the winter months so the first one I notice is that obviously that intense dryness and I know for me as well my skin as soon as it goes below 12 degrees my skin flips like a switch and I don't know about if you're same Lauren but things that obviously we can experience in winter is often often breakouts as well because Mm -hmm. we do see a lot more oiliness on the skin obviously via dehydration so when the skin is dehydrated sometimes it can actually produce excess oils in the place of lost moisture within the skin as well um the list is endless to be honest then things like breakouts you can experience them all over like on your back and things like that too from your Mm. clothes changes yeah that's it because we obviously we wrap up more don't we in the winter and those that maybe are more inclined to get breakouts on your back or on other parts of your body you might notice this a little bit more and it's just the friction often of the clothes rubbing on the skin that can cause that irritation that will lead into the breakouts definitely and things like your woolly jumpers as well I don't mm. know about you I'm a sensitive soul but I can't wear wool can irritate my skin um yeah. definitely no animal wool really irritates, yeah. <laughs> irritates I my come skin. up in hives I literally walk around like rashes and hives if I wear wool yeah it's the polyester life for me as well to be, <laughs> to be there Lauren things like Ashmere and animal like wool irritate me anyway but I am a vegetarian so I do try and avoid avoid things <laughs> like that. but no but definitely for me it really does irritate and itch my skin um mm. and things like impaired barrier function is just something massively that I see all of the time um, yeah so how how would you describe that then to somebody that doesn't quite know what an impaired barrier function is but they might actually suffer with that every winter so an impaired body function, the way I always describe it to my clients is if you imagine a health to be a brick wall, you've got your bricks in there, you've got your mortar, cement, Louis would probably kill me for describing <laughs> describing a wall like that. And then that is your healthy, um, healthy wall where nothing can get in, the heat is in there, the water can't get in, your house is nice, lovely and toasty and warm. And then unfortunately for your impaired barrier function, if you imagine you've got a brick wall that's got a few cracks in it, so things are going to escape from your house. So water's going to get in there, germs are going to get in there, heat's going to escape from your house and it's just 
not going to be a nice environment, basically. Mm -hmm. And what happens with impaired barrier function is on the skin, you'll probably see extreme dryness, flakiness, Mm -hmm. tightness on the skin, but also anything that you put on their skin will sting, itch, maybe even burn as well. And the reason why happens Lauren is basically that your products penetrate a little bit too quickly and mm-hmm. it stimulates a reaction from your central nervous system basically skin is saying oh my god what is that so even sometimes water might even sting sting the skin yeah. and it's because yeah. this is so damaged so we can use loads of different ingredients to kind of repair that heal that and seal that as well but impaired barrier function in winter I mainly find is caused from things like dramatic weather changes mm-hmm. um and again do you know what I see in January as well people have been bought products for Christmas and they're not right for the skin and they've gone a bit excited and they've used everything at once and they've got a lovely spinny cleansing brush but actually what that's doing can also irritate the skin as well and that's something we do Mm. see a lot in January as well yeah that's it and obviously again like loads of makeup products maybe that makeup's got glitter in all the things that irritates the skin and you've been excited and maybe not so much this year but you, you go out more and you kind of get yourself done up a bit more and as you say we get those now makeup calendars those skincare calendars which is great they're super exciting but it doesn't necessarily mean that those products are going to be suited to your skin and actually you could end up just causing a little bit more harm to your skin than than good so maybe really good to kind of research what you're going to use decide if that's going to work for your skin or not before using it and if you genuinely think hang on a minute this isn't for me is there maybe a friend that springs to mind with this product that you could give to the friend instead so it hasn't been wasted but you're also just not going to impair your barrier on your skin by using it and if you're listening to this and you're thinking I'm looking for a Christmas gift for someone with skincare but I'm just not sure what the best thing to do would be just ask them some probing questions Mm -hmm. if you ask them so like Lauren what's your skin been like at the minute if you know you're obviously struggling with the skin ask them a few questions and the more information you can give to us guys as skin therapists the better and we'll be able to help you find some really nice well-suited gifts yes yes 100% which you're going to give you glow all year round instead of just irritating your skin (laughs) definitely and then obviously things like redness uh, that you'll put a lot on your skin um, I do yeah it can be really stimulated by things like central heating um and me I'm really terrible as soon as it gets cold I'm like right that's it heating on everything's Mm -hmm. on in the car the blowers are straight in my face (laughs) because I'm like Oh, but again that can really sensitize um itch the skin as well do you find that um certain things like foods as well can trigger your skin Lauren because I know you said that you're mainly lifestyle based do you find yeah. that that can make your skin a lot redder I know for me as well I'm a bit of a wine drinker so I know I definitely have a few glasses over Christmas as well and that can for me really does flush my skin yeah 100% so like I mean obviously from things I notice like if you go shopping and you're outside and then I walk into any kind of shop there's a bit of heat going on in there and I will instantly flush up um I if I drink red wine uh funnily enough we had a wine and cheese night the other night really hot my body temperature I was so, so hot. And Joe, my partner, was like, well, he was like, "Is it? well, it is a bit warm in here. And I was like, it's not, it's the wine. And I call it wine face. Like your whole face just goes bright. Well, it, you know, red, feels really hot. Can't cool it down either. It takes, it takes a good while for it to cool down. Um, didn't stop me. Really enjoyed my <laughs> wine and cheese still. But yeah, I, I definitely noticed from things like that. And also if I 
more so in the winter, drink a hot drink, which I love my hot drinks, then I can notice maybe an instant like flush feeling in the face. And I think it's just that extreme like temperature change within my skin. 100% and you're so right and the scientific reason why this happens is basically your skin goes through a change called vasodilation mm. and what happens is when you drink something warm or when you drink wine it gets your circulatory system going or you're stressing running around the shops trying to get all your shopping done this mm. vasodilation happens and that's actually capillaries expanding within your face um, and your body yeah. is, that's why you get a lot hotter and you get those little lovely red rosy cheeks as well <laughs> and that is definitely me I'm always walking around my little red cheeks my little red chin <laughs> and that's me for winter it happens to so many people as well yeah I also find things as well like if I've maybe overindulged say in too much cheese um or again too much sugar because I know and I'm terrible for it and I should know better but coming up to winter I can't help myself when I see all those different like celebration boxes of sweets out I'm just straight in there and I can't stop because I've got a really bad craving for sweet foods um so the sugars the salts in things um also you know what triggers then the hormone release in in your body that causes my skin to be more reactive so again I feel more bloated anyways myself in general I might feel a little bit more like puffy around my eyes because salt's amazing for doing that to your eyes as well and I just I am so much more reactive again so I just feel myself flush up a lot more than what I would do say I was I was eating what my normal diet is which is quite a healthy diet because obviously I, I've picked up on these things creating all this on my skin so not saying that getting to because obviously we're coming into Christmas and it is the time to just indulge that a little bit more and treat yourself and not feel guilty about it because I think if you eat and you're feeling stressed whilst you eat you're also triggering different chemicals and hormones in the body that are actually going to make your um, skin react badly um, it, it it could also react with your gut as well so if you do indulge just enjoy it and go with it and again in the new year you, you can clean up clean up your diet if you, if you want as well so yeah I, I think that we're all a bit more guilty of that and that definitely can be a big factor that we maybe wouldn't link up with why our skin's behaving differently too one of the key things for me as well, again, when I was talking about learning on job, was learning how much lifestyle massively impacts the skin. And yeah. I just never thought put two and two together really until till I started working within a job that was there was mainly skincare based and you're so right with um things like water retention and I'm so bad for salty foods and mm. and cheese and things like Christmas and definitely it's all about not beating yourself up but the things yeah. that we can do obviously here here to help and definitely don't ever restrict to Christmas. Christmas is a time to go all out, especially especially yeah. after the year we've had. Yeah, that's it. We we all deserve a good treat this year. <laughs> definitely. So what things do you think we can do to kind of protect our skin then, Lauren? So I think really like looking at ways to help protect our skin would be 
definitely if you're someone that struggles a little bit more with drier skin like your skin gets tighter a lot of the time in the winter months face oils can be fantastic for helping with this so i often find i don't need a face oil in the summer but when it comes to a winter it is such a vital part of my skincare routine um so i like to use my face oil either to do a nice little massage as well and just kind of help with that blood flow to the skin because obviously when we get a good blood flow going to the skin it's going to feed our skin with nutrients but also the oils are really good again as i was saying before for replacing those kind of barrier lipid layers as well so it, it kind of helps to balance it all out Oil is also really, really good for trapping in the water in our skin. So it should help to keep us hydrated also for longer because when we can go out into the cold air, we kind of lose that water out of our skin as well. So I often pop it on, as I say, do a little massage with it or I just press it into my skin. Or if I'm feeling a little bit rushed for time, I'll mix it with my moisturizer and that just feels so amazing for me on my skin. Definitely. And linking back to that kind of water retention as well, that will be mm. amazing to help with lymphatic drainage on the skin. So one yeah. of my favourite things to do, especially in winter, is use something like a gua sha, again, with my oil to kind of feel like it's kind of draining that away from the skin. And I honestly can notice a difference if I do one side and then the other. Yeah. I'm exactly the same as you. I'm a serum gal in summer and then I'm like, give me the oiliness in the winter. My skin yeah like I said, just absolutely flips like a switch. So for me as well, I always have to change my moisturiser up. Um, definitely a richer one. I can literally go from using something oil-free in the summer to needing like the most richest one I, I can find. Um, yeah. Again, like I say, just going and seeing your skin therapist, I think it's so important that we address these changes. And as soon as one of your products run out, I always recommend going and seeing your skin therapist, seeing if, it, if it's right for your skin. A hundred percent, because I think as well, like a lot of people think winter equals dry skin, which it often does. But you also might get even more oily in the, the winter because your skin's so dehydrated and it's your skin's way of almost freaking out and trying to to create more hydration. But it's just overproducing oil. So you might be listening to this thinking, oh, well, maybe I need a richer moisturizer. But actually, you might need something that's more lightweight. So that's why it's so important to go and speak to somebody, get their professional opinion and their advice and use the right products for you. Definitely. And for those people who have the more oily skin, and it is something really common that we do see of oily skin in the winter, is layer up those products. They would be so much better off applying lots of thinner layers of serums, oil-free, lightweight moisturisers, than applying one thick, heavy moisturiser. Um, yeah. Layering up skincare, I just think is is again so so important because of that reason, and it's actually been clinically proven that a lot of thinner layers absorb better into your skin rather than one thick cream. So that's why me and I'm sure Lauren would always recommend something like a serum underneath your makeup and underneath your underneath your moisturizer as well. Yeah, one thing I will say about serums as well because I know that they often seem like they're the most expensive thing, and that's because they are and one thing with the serums is that the molecular sizes well size of the molecules is that they're so much smaller that they can penetrate deeper into the skin so it basically means that the product that you're paying for in a serum it's going to go deeper down into the epidermis and it's going to get to where a moisturizer can't get to but that's not the moisturizer's job so that's okay but if you're really wanting to see some real results and you're really trying to target some key concerns 
definitely a serum is where you should be splashing out, where you should be spending that money just to make sure that you're going to really get a good quality product that will actually give you results. I honestly couldn't agree more with that. Um, You do see some amazing results and you do see the typical routine is cleanse, tone, moisturize, but actually we should really be doing cleanse, tone, moisturize serum because it is so Mm. important and I don't think I've ever sent a customer away without ever recommending a serum to be honest. I don't know about you Lauren but yeah it's 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 hard isn't it when because obviously people will come to you and, and we've all got something that we want to change about our skin. You know, there really isn't such thing as perfect skin. And often the serum is is what's going to be, you know, the thing that's going to give you the best results. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think that that kind of double cleanse, exfoliate, tone, serum, moisturize, it's, it's all very much relevant, yeah. Definitely. And like I said earlier, we are skincare experts, but we're not magicians. I wish we could just wave our magic wand and we would be able to just cure you within an instant. But definitely serum and double double cleansing is just is so important. And I don't know about you, Lauren, but again, I don't think I could ever go back to, to not doing it now, now that, now that I've started. No, definitely not. And, you know, we often have people that come in and they maybe only use a moisturiser, they don't even cleanse. So I can completely appreciate that the thought of a serum at a much higher price point is just nothing that's that's going to be working with them at that that time of their needs. So in that sense, fine, let's get you onto a cleanser that's actually going to be suited to your skin type and a moisturiser that's going to be suited to your skin type. And that's when you often find that's when your skincare journey really starts and you'll start using it and you'll see results and you'll like it, but then it maybe hasn't solved those key concerns. So you come back and you say, I really like this, but I feel like I need more. And that's, you know, it's absolutely nothing wrong with just slowly building up your skincare routine because that way you often find then you really know how to use your products. You do use them and you can slowly adapt, you know, that amount of time that you're using because you you really understand the, the benefits of using these products. Definitely. And again, just going backwards slightly, thinking about the times when you've been to a Christmas party or you've been to an event and it's real late night and you just want to get your makeup off and go to bed. Things like makeup wipes can really irritate the skin. Mm. So if you are thinking about starting a skincare routine, I would just start with double cleansing and believe me and me and believe Lauren as well that it really doesn't take any less time than a makeup oh, wipe God, no. you think about how much you, you're dragging that around your skin causing that kind of again friction and irritation whereas mm. if you just pop in something like pre-cleanse on or like any other oil cleanser and working out into your skin and removing I can assure you it takes just the amount of time um, yeah. and I definitely think that's something that I'm going to try and record and just time myself and just see if I can see the difference as well but yeah. again back to that things like friction and damaging ingredients on the skin mm. is definitely something that everybody I think needs to invest in so if you're going to think about starting a skincare routine I would always always start with a double cleanse first yeah and and what we often mean by double cleanse is that the first one is in you know most brands it's either an oil or like a balm and you often add water to it and it'll turn it into a milk and I'm not gonna lie guys like I've come in really really drunk before and I can take my makeup off quicker than I can brushing my teeth. So you kind of stumble around, you put this oil all over your face, you work it into your skin, splash your face with water, get yourself a little face cloth, and you just, you know, whilst trying to stay stood up, or maybe you're sat on the floor at this point, remove it and it's gone. 
definitely I think my boyfriend <laughs> is well trained now to be honest for, for that but honestly it is, it is so easy and then things like masks as well um a few favorites of mine but yeah. using a hydrating mask in winter is just one of my absolute favorite things to do and you can make it into this kind of big self-care or you can just be as lazy like I do and I actually pop mine on and then go to sleep as well and using things that incorporate yes vitamins and intense hydration is just going to give you that skin that extra like just boost as well yeah well I'm super excited tonight so I set aside often like on a Sunday because even if I work on a Sunday I'll always finish earlier than other days in the week and I always set aside on a Sunday that's kind of my pamper night so if I want to do a mask again one that I don't necessarily want to sleep in because that's kind of my little trick throughout the week is that I'll put one on that I can sleep in but like on a Sunday I might really go go to town really exfoliate my skin put a good mask on um super nourishing do a nice massage get my gua sha out but Ellie I broke my gua sha so I can only use one side of it now because the other side would literally cut my face um (laughs) but I'm so excited for tonight because I've been thinking for ages about using again it's Dermalogica but it was the Hydromask exfoliant and oh yeah I tried it you know a bit ago and I've got it but because I obviously have so many products because I'm addicted um I haven't used it for ages but all this week I've just constantly thought about the Hydromask exfoliant two in one exfoliation and hydration and it really really is nourishing and I just feel like it's the perfect product to go the perfect mask to go with this time of year so I'm so excited for my little skin ritual tonight I honestly cannot count how many guashes I've broken doing exactly the same thing Lauren <laughs> that sounds like it would be a really great product for your skin as well because I have used it myself and it it is really gentle and mm. it still gives you that really nice gentle exfoliant but again without being too harsh on the skin um, yeah. and that kind of leads on to the next thing which is exfoliation so yes. obviously the two main types of exfoliation so the first one being physical and then your second one being chemical as well and I am in favor for both however again linking back to my young teenage days there is <laughs> so many abrasive scrubs out there that just it should be illegal oh it my god be yes because the chemical <laughs> the skin especially if you're not using one that's correct for your skin and I'm again not mentioning no brands or names it's it's mainly is kind of ones that are those they've got the micro beads in again which can be really bad for the environment if they're microplastics Mm. and also things like your apricot seeds and things like that and what they actually do Lauren is they actually cut like tiny abrasions within your skin so yeah yeah, your skin feels mint it feels really smooth but you've actually scraped off the top layer of your skin and probably Mm. scraped some skin cells that weren't ready to come off yet therefore leading onto things like impaired barrier so I was mm. thinking probably exfoliating three to four times a week with this said scrub and <laughs> we will not mention no names um, like <laughs> um, and I, I was having that smooth skin and then a couple of days later I was thinking oh my god my skin is so dry but how can it be dry because I'm exfoliating all the time and I was actually overstimulating my skin and this is so easy to do and it's easy to do with any kind of products if you're using the wrong one so again leading back to the why you should be using the right products for your skin mm. um, and again like the hydromass exfoliant that we were just speaking about this is a physical exfoliant but again mm-hmm. the molecular size which is in this product in this bamboo it's very small and it's a rounded off yes ball almost yeah so- they're like um bamboo spheres aren't they 
Yeah, so if you put this underneath a microscope, it's a lovely, soft, nice little round ball. Whereas if you put something like a microplastic or an apricot seed underneath a microscope, what you're going to see is like a jagged ball, basically. And that's what's basically cutting into the skin. Mm. And things like chemical exfoliation as well, just finding the right chemical exfoliation for you, it can be an absolute minefield. Finding yes. it that's right for your skin. Um, yeah. Again, linking back to <laughs> come see us, come see whoever, but definitely speak to a skin therapist if you're thinking about chemical exfoliation because mm. if you do it right it works really well but if you do it wrong it can go extremely bad yeah um, and because I find as well because like chemical exfoliation has become such a popular thing and in a way I'm glad it has because before it was a popular thing people were almost scared of the word chemical when really it's just maybe like fruit acids or you know acids that maybe originally were found in like lactose um but have often been um, synthetic formulations now in labs but with it as well it's really it really is finding which one's good for your skin and you know I find for me my skin loves lactic acid I put lactic acid on my skin and it actually calms it down it gets rid of the redness and my skin just feels so hydrated and fresh afterwards whereas glycolic's still a little bit too strong for me because again the molecular weight of glycolic acid is a lot less it's got finer smaller molecular sizes so it's going to penetrate way quicker into the skin and that for me it, it does cause my skin to get a little bit irritated right now but I tell you what something is you know quite good if you, if you wanted to get a, a rough idea um the caroline hirons skincare book is fantastic because she explains about the acids and you know how they work and what they're going to do and she kind of puts them into again categories of like ages but uh, you know obviously bearing in mind that at any age we all have different skin types and different skin needs but it's, it's a really fantastic book for kind of really getting real advice and information on products and ingredients too so things like that coming from her who again she's a, a skincare expert herself and also going into your you know skincare um counters or skincare salons really speaking to the experts to to get to know what's going to be suited for your skin so that you don't over irritate it i absolutely love caroline's approach oh my god she's amazing just no nonsense um, I love in the book because she says so many things that I really want to say to certain <laughs> customers which she can't say and she just puts it word for word perfect in the book honestly like I couldn't recommend it anymore and it's so true what she says and if you're thinking of maybe a gift for a skincare lover, but again, you're unsure on what skin type they've got, definitely, I think looking at something like that would, would be amazing for them. But 100%. And speaking again about molecular size, I mm. always say to my clients, glycolic acid it is in a lot of products recently. But if you think of the size compared to salicylic acid, that's one of the larger molecules. So describe that almost being like, if you imagine that to be your basketball. Yeah. Then you've got your lactic acid, which is like a tennis ball. And then you've got your glycolic acid, which is like a pea. So obviously yeah. the glycolic is going to penetrate a lot quicker. So it's not a bad ingredient, but it is oh, no, one no, no. we generally see more skin reactions from. And like you say, breaking it down to ages, it is a product that is more suited to older skins because mm -hmm. they need that more advanced skin renewal. They need that extra boost. They need that kick, which you yeah. get from acid whereas for me and Lauren at the minute that's not something that we would need or something that 
you might not need at the, at the time, but again, it will be, it might be a great ingredient that you need to use in the future to give your skin that extra boost because yeah. they have an average um, cycle of 28 days. They say if you take care of your skin and you're fairly young, your skin renews every 28 days. But as mm-hmm. we age, unfortunately, I believe it's every year or so after 30, you can add five days on. So this yeah. does slow down. So this is why we do unfortunately see in aging skin that the skin can look a little bit more sluggish and look a little bit more dry a little more dull like luster because unfortunately your skin renewal isn't as isn't as fast as what it were when you're younger so you can use things like vitamin a based and obviously chemical exfoliants to really get that going yes yeah absolutely that's that's it you know chemical exfoliation can be so amazing for skin as can physical if you just know which one's suited for you which one your skin's your skin likes one thing i'll say with um physical exfoliation is if it's super gentle then my skin can feel really smooth and amazing afterwards if again like you're saying apricot like kernel in it oh god no and like ground coffee beans and stuff like that where it's sharp I honestly I put it on my face and my face hurts as I'm doing it guys if you are using an exfoliator and a scrub on your face and it hurts it is not good for you no it is not and things like cleansing brushes as well you know they were really common um mm. christmas gift i've had a, had a few of them and again although your skin feels amazing after maybe and it feels smooth and it, but it was hurting like i generally had one yeah. i think it was a couple of years ago i can't remember what brand it was but my skin used to hurt afterwards and i thought that yeah. was normal and ellie my point, face was red <laughs> oh honestly like sandblaster for your sandblaster for your face like just irritating and but again really nice gift nice thought put into mm. there that but definitely it can can really irritate irritate yeah. the skin and then again linking on to kind of winter skin as well how's your skin with been the, with the masks and things at the moment Lauren because I know my skin absolutely hated it at first so I actually switched from like disposable masks and um, mm-hmm. to actually a silk mask as well and I found that a lot better but how have you yeah. found yeah, I, I've switched to a silk mask too because I've just found that that has literally felt so much kinder on my skin. And I can tell that I'm more comfortable with it on because the amount of times that I've walked out of a shop and left my silk mask on because I haven't really clicked that it's still on just actually says how much more comfortable it is. But silk is so good for the skin because it doesn't cause any friction or rubbing on the skin. So you can often find that, you know, when you're wearing a silk mask, you're less likely to irritate the skin, cause breakouts. Have you noticed like more breakouts around your like chin and jaw area from wearing a mask? Definitely. I wouldn't say it's just mainly the mask. I know that's been no. A lot of people but I found that obviously at time of the month and the two weeks before that they've mm. been aggravating I think I do think that is to because of the friction mm. normally they're kind of under the skin and I do believe that I've been getting some congestion on the surface just because of that because of that friction as well and mm. but the, the silk mask has been a lot better um, and a lot kinder to my to my skin yeah um, yeah yeah, no, same. I to- totally agree with that. And because I'm somebody, I don't really get breakouts. If I'm going to, it's because I've drank a little bit too much alcohol and it's like my skin is just detoxifying itself or it's coming up to that time of the month, I might get the odd pimple. But I did notice from wearing masks that, and again, it's not so much because of the friction, but it also creates a little microclimate under the mask. Um, and I was starting to get the odd like breakout coming out um 
to the point where I purchased my first spot treatment because I've never really needed one before, but I've had to get one now because of it. But the silk mask has just kind of helped um, in, you know, them not kind of flaring up as much or getting irritated. Definitely. And I know, like they say, mask you know, it's been such a common mm. thing for people at the moment, but yeah. I also think it's down to stress. I know oh, we yeah. are having to wear masks, but I think the people that have never broken out before, never really break out hormonally, and they're seeing these breakouts, I generally do think it's down to stress. And I know it obviously hasn't been a great year, but stress has the worst impact on the skin. Obviously, you have your stress hormone, which is cortisol, and cortisol is there for a reason. Sometimes you mm. need to stress, sometimes it helps triggers your fight or flight. Um, what cortisol does is obviously increases blood pressure, therefore increasing that flushing, blushing. Mm-hmm. But then also, unfortunately, what cortisol does is it actually slows down the skin's healing rate by 40%, which means that the breakouts you get, they're just not going away. And that's what I found as well, that they're just staying yeah. for a lot longer. Usually when I finished at the end of my cycle and starting a new cycle, they're usually gone. But I've just found that they're just sticking around for a little bit longer. But definitely spot treatments. Um, there's mm. so many things that we can we can use to combat them. And I'm sorry to hear that you've purchased your first spot treatment Lauren but <laughs> hopefully in the next few months we won't be a, have a problem anymore with everything exactly so we had some good news didn't we the other day so yes yes definitely definitely that's it and you know if, if you are kind of thinking oh this sounds like something that I can relate to um again go and go and speak to a professional let them look at your skin before even just kind of going off a list of recommendations um from us on this podcast because we don't know necessarily what your skin is like but sometimes actually niacinamide might be the key ingredient over salicylic acid um or a combination of both as well. There's plenty of amazing ingredients to really help reduce breakouts. And there's also some fantastic machines that you can have in treatments as well. So speaking of like skin treatments and also professional peels, this is something that is amazing for protecting our skin at winter. But Ellie, would you like to kind of go into a little bit more as to why? Like, why is this something that we should be considering? So skin treatments in winter is obviously we would ideally like you to experience skin treatments all around, but mm. skin treatments in winter, obviously we are seeing more of these common skin conditions. So the reason that we would always recommend treatments in winter is obviously to help with that. But things like peels as well, it's so much more easier to kind of hide away. Um, yeah. If you are experiencing any kind of adverse reactions from a peel within winter as well mm. and obviously in skin treatments I would just say your home routine can be amazing but those skin treatments will help to take your skin to the next level because the things that we obviously possess within the treatment room are a lot stronger so professional products as well so yeah I've used a range of different professional products over the time in my career but definitely that there is a difference between the home stuff and the obviously the professional stuff as well yeah um, I'd, I'd say see it as well like a, a skin check-in or you know when you pay for a personal trainer and that's because you want some end results skin treatments are kind of like a really good way to have an expert look at your skin even if you could only afford to go seasonally that's a really fantastic idea or again if you can afford and you've got the time then every four to six weeks is amazing for that real maintenance of the skin. And if you are someone that is really, really trying to, you know, get on top of your skin or address some key concerns, then that four to six weeks really will help you see those results faster. But again, don't expect anything overnight. And it does take using products at home and it does take regular check-ins with, you know, your trusted skin therapist just to make sure 
that you are using everything right does anything need to change at all um and just yeah again to make sure that you are on the right track for getting your skin to be its healthiest as quickly yeah. as possible oh sorry definitely i can, could not agree more with that and things like electricals as well that mm. obviously you don't possess the access to at home we have a lot range of different electrical devices led is amazing for reducing inflammation on the skin breakouts on the skin as well and i always say it's kind of the difference between um using like having basically a carrier bag and then a design handbag so you can <laughs> buy a carrier bag from Tesco's and it would do a very similar job you can put your stuff in it but then using a professional LED it's like having that designer bag it's going all out it's it's more in depth it's more mm-hmm. it's stronger basically um, yeah. and the one that we use um where I currently work at the moment it's got 52 lights on each panel which is just going to give you that amazing skin effect as well and mm. how LED works is it's an L it's obviously LED light we usually have two settings one is blue and one is red the red light actually stimulates collagen and how this happens is when you put the light on the collagen and elastin fibers they kind of jiggle around they're having a dance they're having a party if you imagine christmas party so they're <laughs> having a dance dancing around and basically what that is doing is it's stimulating them to reawaken and that's also helping with that and then the blue light what that's doing is it's stimulating the p acne bacteria so much that it actually combusts so it actually kills p acne bacteria unfortunately so it doesn't have a great time at the party but that is amazing um to use within your screen treatments and things like microcurrent as well we can use that to penetrate your products in and also yeah. do things like muscle re-education so if you're wanting to feel like you've got a brand new face for christmas and help with that lifting <laughs> and tightening that will be amazing for you as well and things like ultrasonic for that gentle exfoliation but again yeah. without irritating the skin going into the muscle re-education it's so funny you said that because I've had that done before and I was a little bit skeptical going into it because I'm 28 so guys I don't really have any major issues with my face right now everything you know is kind of where it should be but I have to admit when she went in around my eye area and I do notice like a little bit of drooping just slightly around that area and afterwards I felt like my eyebrows were raised constantly and I just I felt like I was going like am I doing anything weird with my face and they were like no you're not but it really really worked it was it it was yeah so good so good and then another thing that I would also say so obviously yeah peels are a great one for this time of year and if it's something that you've kind of considered you've thought about it now's the time to do it because whilst we always need to wear SPF all year round guys because even in the winter when it's a cloudy day I'm looking out the window now and I can't even see the sky because of the clouds UV can still get through so it can still irritate and damage the skin it causes that you know damage and damaging effects on the skin but yeah it's such a good time to do it now because we we don't have that harsh light coming directly onto the skin so try your peels now you know, really help to freshen up the skin, see that nice, plump, hydrated skin coming through and use SPF all year round because we need that protection all year round. And when we have protection on our skin, then our skin, you know, the barrier is more likely to be able to function a lot better as well. 
Definitely. And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about that later on as well. Mm. Um, but before we go into that, can, we're just going to have a little bit more of a chat. But what's the key ingredients to look out for in skincare? And what would you say the, kind of the first few ones are, Lauren? What were the main, main ones to look out for? So I would obviously say hyaluronic acid is a pretty obvious one. And it's one that we've heard a lot about. Um, so it's something that our body naturally makes. But again we could always do with more so hyaluronic acid super hydrating and it's just going to really help with that water content in the skin the more hydrated the skin is as well guys the more glow we're going to get because the more light can be reflected back out of the skin and obviously lactic acid is a big one too because it's a really really good way to hydrate the skin also and to brighten it and again those molecule sizes they're not super small so if you are experiencing a little bit more cracked dry dehydrated skin around this time of year it shouldn't be too much for you but again it's going off your skin some people it still might be far too active definitely a 100% agree with lactic acid and I actually use a lactic acid based cleanser and it's a small amount of lactic acid not to the point where it would irritate my skin but it does help me feeling really smooth and my skin personally can tolerate exfoliation mm. every day only if I kind of back it up with extra hydration things like you were saying exactly Lauren hyaluronic acid and mm. hyaluronic acid I would say in the skincare world is an absolute buzzword right now and I think yeah you either get clients that completely understand it, they know everything about it, or you get clients that are like, oh my God, acid, what? And like, definitely, it does hold that up to 1,000 times its weight in water. So it's really going to help to plump the skin, nourish the skin and hydrate it as well. And it is found in so many different skincare products and we naturally make it. And things like even dermal fillers as well contain, mm -hmm. contain hyaluronic acid. Another thing as well, Lauren, is, is botanical. So we use mm. things like this now in, in our treatments and in certain products as well. So things like your your things like your aloe vera, your lavender, they can all be really soothing on the skin. And also phytolipids. So phytolipids. Oh, 100%, yeah. Plants and they replace the missing lipids in the skin, such as your fatty acids and your cholesterol. So, fatty acids and cholesterol play a massive, massive part in your skin. So, if you are unfortunately someone that does suffer with eczema, your body naturally doesn't make the cholesterol that's within the skin, and that's why you do experience that intense kind of itching, flaking, and things like that as well. So, putting those into the skin is just going to really help to nourish your skin mm -hmm. and also kind of fill in the cracks as well and I know that sounds yeah, absolutely yeah. awful but it does it helps to fill the cracks in another thing is colloidal oats as well and they really really help to kind of soothe the barrier function again by filling in those cracks that are missing within the barrier therefore preventing that kind of stinging itching flakiness as well yeah if you are someone that is sensitive then you really need some of those in your life because that will make such a big difference to your skin especially through the winter times if if your skin you know plays up flares up more definitely and I personally my personal opinion you'll probably agree Lauren as well is that skincare is for me I just love it to be the perfect balance between nature and science yeah. um, there's so many amazing things that we can get from from nature then also adding that extra element of science in just helps to take your skincare products to the next level mm -hmm. and another thing to mention as well is antioxidants that are found within skincare vitamin yeah. c 
is my absolute fave antioxidant cheese and I use it all year round and this really helps to protect my skin from free radicals and what I mean by free radicals is free radicals are basically unstable molecules which are in the air this can be caused by things like pollutants and um, smoking drinking um uva uvb rays and um, even stress as well can sometimes cause that molecular malfunction therefore yeah. causing those further unstable molecules and what vitamin c does is it acts like a shield to basically get rid of that so if you imagine an unstable molecule to be like a triangle without an end it's floating through the air kind of wiggling its way around damaging your skin and what it will do is it will try to grab onto something again like your collagen or hyaluronic acid and break that down to stabilize itself but if you're using something like vitamin c what that's going to do is it's going to form a triangle with the vitamin c therefore stabilizing it and mm -hmm. preventing things like irritation inflammation on your skin and therefore and age 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 damage as well and pollution can be a really key factor of skin aging and also of can things like um your uva and uvb rays and i'll go on to that a bit later as well yeah um, definitely i think i think vitamin c is almost like a, a must for for everybody i think it's such a good powerful ingredient definitely and things with vitamin c again there's so many available but i think if you're looking for vitamin c you want to be looking out for it's what's called ultra stable so mm -hmm. vitamin c unfortunately sometimes vitamin c serums that you get when you get them they need to be used quickly and that's because it's not a stable formula so if you imagine um if you cut an apple in half left it on the side and it went brown and moldy that's exactly what happens with vitamin c so if you're looking for a vitamin c i would recommend looking for a really highly ultra stable formula brown yeah absolutely that's such a good way to think about it as well so that's another thing if you ever have a vitamin c product and you can see that it's starting to change color and it's going darker that's because that reaction's happening within within that product and when it's going darker you know that the vitamin c is going off and it's just going to come completely ineffective as well 100% definitely and I know they say the the shelf life for skincare is usually about a year but as soon as you notice sorry um your vitamin c serum going off or going brown you just need to get rid of it because it's no longer it's no longer working yeah niacinamide as well I feel like for some people this ingredient again it's a bit of a hype ingredient at the moment yeah it's an amazing product and it's an amazing ingredient to use especially in winter as well because what that's going to do is it's going to help to reduce inflammation on the skin therefore reducing redness but it also slows down that sebum production so if you're a person that's seeing um a lot more oiliness in your skin nice in mind is, is going to be the ingredient for you and just mentioning that reducing the redness as well lauren mm any kind of inflammation on the skin be that you've got a bit of sunburn you've got a bit of flushing or blushing um you've burnt yourself on the oven getting the christmas turkey out <laughs> or you've fallen over any kind of skin damage that happens to the skin can cause future pigmentation so it's mm. really really important that we treat any kind of sensitivity at the source straight away to prevent that from happening almost like just dampening the fire straight away because if you just let it burn and you let it kind of rip through your skin you are going to unfortunately probably see some some future pigmentation as well so that's why it's really important for people like you and me lauren who are genetically mm. sensitive and very prone to seeing inflammation redness oh god yeah to, to use those sensitive and really hydrating and calming products as well. So 
Obviously, going back to the SPF, Ellie, why is it so important for us to be using it in the winter? So SPF should be used all year round, no doubt about that. But it actually is more important in the winter as well. I would probably say about 50-50, but definitely never stop wearing SPF. Where I live, Northern English, so it's basically there's no sun about. So fair enough, there's no burning rays, but you these UVAs are around all the time. So the difference between a UVA ray and a UVB ray is a UVA ray is going to cause aging to the skin and a UVB cause burning to the skin so yes it is an ideal time to be getting peels because we're not seeing those burning rays and we're not going to be as photosensitive mm-hmm. we still need to be using that spf because snow and ice actually reflects up to 90 percent of uv rays and that fact actually shocked me i found this out the couple of months <laughs> ago up to 90 percent of uv rays so if you can think of someone who really enjoys winter sports or just mm. anybody in general anytime you leave the house you need to be wearing spf because of that reflection and even if it's not kind of snowing it's going to be raining in wherever I am anyway yeah that's it and will we kind of say that you know nothing under an SPF 30 like I've always said to go for 30 or above to make sure that your skin is definitely protected definitely there's a one percent protection difference in most SPFs between a 30 and a 50 so it's Mm -hmm. just all down to your skin type so personally for me I can however someone who is extremely sensitive i would recommend going for a 13 going for a physical spf so again the difference between the two if you're unfamiliar a physical spf is almost like your umbrella so it's going to act like a sun hat it's going to flow over your skin cover your skin and bounce any of those uv rays back up to where they belong Mm -hmm. if you're going to be using a chemical spf what happens here is it is a chemical process so your skin absorbs the spf and then the UV rays do go into your skin but they're actually generated out as heat so that's why if you are slightly a little bit more sensitive or super sensitive to products I would always probably recommend a 30. Another thing as well is that the ozone layer which protects the earth is actually a lot thinner in winter which means less of the rays are actually absorbed and with obviously the added reflection from the winter weather this can aggravate your skin just as much as in summer so it's, it is highly as important and any time you leave the house your skin needs SPF and in the long run it will definitely thank you by ageing slower we'll see less of that pigmentation and because of the protection obviously that the SPF offers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So other things as well that we could also look at, as well as the skincare for protecting our skin, would be obviously what we eat as well. So nice kind of nourishing foods that we can help to boost immunity and also protect our skin from the inside out. Because obviously the skincare that we use is going to protect our skin from the outside in, but we really need to kind of be also benefiting our skin and our bodies we should be nourishing our bodies and and helping as best that we can so I think things like antioxidants as well obviously on the skin great but in the body great too and a good way to think about where are you getting antioxidants in your food would be thinking about any foods that are red yellow or green that's kind of a good way to know that you're getting plenty of different types of antioxidants into the body Definitely. I would 100% agree. And for me, my diet changed dramatically um, from from January this year. Mm-hmm. And 
eating those foods that are just a lot more rich I'm um trying to go vegan but it's a bit hard at Christmas with all the cheese but yeah <laughs> vegetarian and -hmm. definitely I don't know about you Lauren but eating a healthy meal for me not only is obviously going to benefit my health and well-being as I'm digesting it but it also makes me feel good as well and I think self-care is is also not just kind of getting a bubble bath and putting a mask on but it's also make sure you're eating well and and look that way too and I think that's really really important and for me I really love to try and get as many veggies in as I can and mm. from in the past when I've done kind of PTs and things like that your five a day is so important and I know they kind of ram that down your throat from like being mm. like age five but it's really important to make sure you get that and if I find I have a day where I've not eaten that within the day I'll make sure that in my evening meal I've got at least five fruit and veggies in. Yeah that's it I mean I've started learning about myself um as I've got older that I mean, guys, I'm gluten intolerant. I can't eat too much uh, dairy because, again, it it doesn't make me feel great. And I have also noticed that I definitely have a sugar sensitivity. So if I have a lot, I just feel really tired and wiped out afterwards because obviously I've kind of got to that crash stage as well. And again, sugar causes a spike in insulin and that creates inflammation in the body too um so I do notice when I'm being well behaved and I'm eating well that I actually feel like I've got so much more energy and I'm in a better mood and I I really can actually see those differences in me so obviously after my cheese and wine night the other night I just felt miserable and tired and lethargic the next day I had a great time though and you know this is what I mean everything in moderation but yeah other things to look out for would be like omega-3 and this is perfect for being a natural anti-inflammatory and it also helps to maintain our skin's barrier so it's going to give us that nice soft smooth healthy skin Iron is also a really good one for um, barrier renewal and wound repair within the skin. And again, antioxidants, so looking at your vitamins A, B, C, D, E, but basically any kind of antioxidant. And there's some really powerful ones out there. We'll probably go into that more on another another time. But that's so vital for, again, helping our barrier renewal, strengthening and repairing. And then also looking at food sense so what kind of foods are we thinking so fatty fish are really good and for those omega-3 benefits but if again like ellie you don't eat meat at all then walnuts almonds sunflower seeds flax seeds soy avocado olive oil these are really great things as well to be adding into our diet just to kind of really help with that that barrier renewal that strengthening of the barrier as well and, and maintaining a really healthy functioning skin Some other things that I'd also thought was quite interesting is that green tea, again, full of antioxidants, that's really, really good for helping to boost the blood flow to our skin. So whatever the antioxidant is in it, and I'm sorry, I don't remember what it is, um, it really helps to, to boost that blood flow to our skin. And we know that when we get the blood flow coming to our skin, that's how our skin can feed off the nutrients provided from the blood. So that is creating that nice, healthy glow for us. And my favorite was dark chocolate because it's an anti-inflammatory and it's also full of antioxidants and it doesn't make me feel guilty when I eat it. Then we also have water, which obviously we know is a key one for hydration. It's So when we obviously drink the water, we know that it flushes out toxins within the body, but it also makes it easier for our skin to absorb the nutrients as well. So we've got more hydrated skin cells. They can absorb things. Again, just the whole function of the skin is working a lot better. 
that's kind of rushing through it in, in quite a fast way because I feel like almost talking about diet and the skin would probably warrant a completely different podcast totally different conversation would you agree Ellie? I would definitely agree with that I think it's again an absolute minefield and um, again speaking back to my skincare journey I really didn't realize how much of an impact my lifestyle had on my skin until I was finding about so I definitely think diet and skin warrants a completely different one but again speaking from personal experience I generally don't think my skin has been as good as it has since mm-hmm. I was a little bit more cautious and more careful about what I was eating and I'm not yeah. going to even say that I'm an absolutely perfect because I'm not we all make some mistakes and I think it would be impossible for me to do a Christmas without eating at least three whole things of camembert um but definitely it can can irritate the skin and for me I found it was particularly the hormones that were in dairy that sometimes stimulated my skin and also I noticed that in particular for me again I am very sensitive and do suffer with IBS and things like that it can be triggered Mm, by those like rich foods and for me definitely I know you what you're saying obviously with fatty acids deficient is so important and I don't think vegan diet is for everyone I think it can be very restrictive yeah so I think finding out what works for you is great but if you are a person like me I would definitely recommend getting some multivitamins in there and um, I do mm. supplement iron because I find that that is something I do struggle with a little bit there's only so much spinach you can eat right <laughs> and things like that as well and vitamin d as well is a really important one for me and b12 is one that particularly that vegans and vegetarians lack in so if Mm. if that's something that you were personally looking at i would definitely recommend speaking to someone i find people at holland and barrett are really helpful as well if when i mentioned like what my my diet is they always know like kind of what vitamins and stuff to recommend or if you're Mm. wanting to and if you have got one of your local health food chores i definitely think that the high street needs that bit of support this christmas as well yeah that's it yeah go and support local as much as you can let's try and help out all these businesses um so what would your top tips be for winter ready skin then I feel like we've banged on about this but (laughs) your skin therapist to address any changes in your routine in winter because I know it's so easy and it was for me as well I got stuck in the cycle of using the same routine Mm -hmm. your skin does change every three months so go and see your skin therapist Mm -hmm. between that September on October time because your skin will I do believe personally will dramatically change within winter as well and the second one would be switch to more hydrating formulas Mm -hmm. and if you can and if that's what if that's what suits your skin if your skin is a more oily one I would say layer up those thinner layers rather than using one thick cream and SPF always yes 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 so what are your favorite home hacks for winter skin then so the first one being self-care so just taking that time out for yourself Christmas time or winter time can be a really stressful time and for me personally the weather change really does impact my mood as well so putting that time aside to look after yourself like Lauren does on a Sunday just have that self-care mm-hmm. evening for yourself and eating obviously the nice foods as well also adding a serum underneath a non-setting mask for that extra boost of hydration and that's going to be professional feeling at home whilst unfortunately yet fingers crossed we're not obviously able to do treatments that would give you that professional boost to your at home routine as well yeah absolutely love that one so what would be your winter skin desert island product and why so this was a really 
I just love everything. And I think it would be the multivitamin power recovery mask from Dermalogica. And that yeah. is mainly because it is just so hydrating and it's packed full of all of those vitamins. So it's got your vitamin A in there, a small amount to stimulate that cell renewal. Going back, it's got that vitamin C and vitamin E, which is an amazing antioxidant fighter as well. And mm-hmm. it just really helps to give my skin that glow. And it's one of those masks that I can just pick up and I just I think I'll just love it forever I think it's one of those that I just would repurchase time and time and time again um mm. and obviously it's been recommended before like again if you're a person who's particularly influenced um mm. Victoria Becker mentioned it this is an ambulance in a bottle and it definitely is for me especially if my skin's really more dry and more more stressed as well yeah do you know I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one it's it's a mask I personally I mean I have a lot of masks again because I like Ellie I'm completely addicted to skincare but it is probably I'm gonna actually say this is probably the best mask that I have and whilst sometimes I use other masks because I feel like I want to get benefits from other masks this by far does the most for my skin and I've never ever removed a mask before and actually instantly seen such brighter glowy like your skin noticeably is plumper and more hydrated it's just incredible and I remember when I I worked in a salon and at this point I was doing all all treatments lashes and tans and nails and I do my my skincare as well and I worked um using Dermalogica products and before that I'd worked in a spa so I was always you know working with really um like luxury high-end products but I used this mask in my treatment and I remember removing it from the client's face and literally being like oh my gosh her skin looks incredible and I'd never actually witnessed until I'd started using the Dermalogica range and this mask in particular I'd never actually witnessed instant changes on the skin and I think that was kind of my trigger point um for really liking skincare and, and becoming more involved and interested in it was this treatment and I remember the client still and I I literally remember the treatment I remember what I used because it was such a wow moment for me to actually witness that it is just absolutely incredible and the beauty of the podcast is Lauren is that I'm sat here with it on right now yeah So definitely I just I just love it and like I say I just can't speak anymore highly of it and it will be that one that I will just purchase time and time again and it's mm. one that I also buy for people as well and yeah. I think I've actually bought three this year for gifts for people because <laughs> you just can't go you just I just can't go wrong with it and no. the beauty of this mask as well is when I've used it in professional service is, is that it's just so diverse and it can be used mm. in so many different ways so this mask can actually be added with a professional full um, exfoliation underneath to just give it that extra just boosting it is just incredible and I just I just love it like if you cut me in half I'll probably bleed this mask to be fair but that is is how much I love it oh it it really really is one of the best best products completely agree so have you any further tips and advice for winter skin like I mentioned before if you're thinking about layering your clothes it should definitely be layering your skincare that goes for everyone if you're oily dehydrated if you're dry layer up those skin layer up that skincare the thinner layers thicker layers whatever works whatever works for you really but definitely that is my key key winter tip um and I remember a long while ago um I was actually working in John Lewis um and we actually did an event I actually collaborated with the clothing section to speak all about winter layers because it 
is not just about your, your clothes it's also about your skincare as well and I think that's just a really important thing to mention yeah that sounds amazing also talking about because you've obviously mentioned that you've worked on countless quite a few times um and I think absolutely, you know, do try and support local businesses. So any local salons that you normally go to, go to these people, have your skincare treatments, but also, you know, our big department stores as well. I love going shopping and and looking around that. And I think it's important to kind of support those counters too, but also something that I wasn't ever really fully aware of was actually that these counters in the department stores, you often find that they can do like events um, and evenings. So if there was any brands that you were interested in, really look into it and, and go into your local department stores because, I mean, not obviously at the moment because we can't really gather um, in crowds, but eventually we will be doing events again. So I just can't stress enough to like go around and see what different counters have to offer because I've been to some really amazing events that I did I I've only just recently been woken up to this definitely and it wasn't a thing that I realized even happened until I started doing and I think the great thing about obviously me and you Lauren we've got Mm. such a good bond is because we have had a very similar kind of starting out in our careers as well it was the thing first and then it was the salon and then we've we've ended up here as well and definitely and I just can't wait for that that's something that I am really missing at the moment and I just I can't wait for the day that we'll finally be able to do that again but definitely please come and support your local events and even Mm. I know from um people that I've met throughout my journey obviously working and stuff I do know that some of these salons are also up offer events and open treatment rooms and things like that and that's something that I used to do particularly when when I was in my room I used to have an open room day just to get Mm. people to be familiar with my surroundings because I don't know about me I'm quite um, a nervous person for me going for a treatment sometimes where I've not been before can be really daunting so inviting people in to see your salon and see your room fine I think it's a really nice gesture and it almost makes you feel like you're welcome and you're part of that team almost as well yeah absolutely yeah I I'm so excited for you know this to all the events to start coming back and for all these salons that have been struggling because they can do treatments they can't do treatments you know they've they're open they're shut it's just going to be so exciting when we're, we're kind of back on track again and yeah I just I really do stress the importance of just supporting um people as much as you can right now definitely definitely support your local high street support your local shop support your local business in in any way possible and I know I've made like a kind of um, vouch myself this year that I'm going to try and do some of my shopping obviously on the high street obviously where where possible and know it's mm. hard because I'm not able to go out but even if the store is closed at the minute even just reaching out to that business because it might be the fact that they do mail orders so although you might not be able to go into the store because it's not an essential business mm. they might be able to offer you another option as well but definitely I think that's so important and I think this Christmas more than anything it's just about spreading that love and spreading that joy a little bit more because we've just yeah. had it haven't we yeah and you know obviously right now when shops aren't open um I've actually been looking at small independent businesses online so I know Black Friday is super exciting um but also these small independent businesses that can't offer deals and and things like that I've been trying to get a couple of my Christmas presents from there as well so just really trying to kind of I'm trying to be as inclusive of every type of business as possible because I want all these businesses to be here when when things do start taking back 
I do agree. I saw a really lovely quote a couple of days ago, and it was like, the big corporations don't do a little jig when they get an order through. And that's so true. And I can remember that being um, a skin therapist, being in my own room, like just getting that sale of that first product was just, it was just so amazing. And I was so happy. And you do do a little bit of a happy dance. You're like, oh, this is, this is so exciting. And I still feel like that now, even though I don't work for myself anymore, I still feel exactly the same. And if when you are shopping in store rather than online and things like that you you're not only supporting the brand but you're also supporting the skin therapist as well because it's it's good for our mental well-being to help you guys just as much just as oh much yeah as yeah there's no better feeling honestly as a skin therapist than feeling like you really genuinely have helped somebody there is no warmer most amazing feeling than that definitely it can make me feel a little bit emotional sometimes I definitely agree with that that there is no greater feeling you just feel like amazing you just feel so good for good for them as well and there's there's no mm. better feeling for me knowing that I've just like made an impact in someone's life and made an impact on the confidence as well and going back to me again being about 14 if if somebody would have helped me then like god godness knows like how things would have been different because my skin really did massively impact my confidence so yeah. we're there obviously not only to recommend products but obviously we're there in in a supporting way as well if you yeah. ever needed it yeah that's that's why we do what we do yeah perfect thank you so much for this amazing call today Ellie I really really appreciate you taking your time out and and joining me on this no worries I'm so happy that you've had me I've really enjoyed every single second of it I'll come on every week if you want (laughs) oh that'd be great (laughs) thank you so much Ellie um so yeah absolutely such a brilliant um, skin therapist as well completely appreciate your time oh thank you so much lauren it's been great speaking to you thanks for listening i'm lauren amy and i'll see you next time for more beauty undercover